648. And it's a little-known chapter in Northwest history, but our resident historian, Felix Spinell, says Britain's Royal Navy used to have a sprawling base on Vancouver Island. And a crisis half a world away at the time once had Victoria, B.C., preparing for a Russian attack. So this is history ripped right from today's headlines. Felix brought to you live by Lake Washington Windows and Doors. Warren Dave, yeah, there was a Royal Navy base, thousands of acres at Esquimalt, which is on Vancouver Island, just west of Victoria, and just across the Strait of Juan de Fuca from the Olympic Peninsula in the United States. Victoria was where the Hudson's Bay Company moved their regional headquarters after the boundary for the international uh, border was set in 1846. And this Royal Navy base was there from about 1850 until 1910. Docks, shipyards, a hospital. It was a true outpost of the British Empire. Now, in 1877, Russia was at war with Turkey. This was about 20 years after Russia had been defeated in the Crimean War. Britain had an alliance with Turkey, which meant that a state of tension existed between Britain and Russia. This tension actually had a name, the Anglo-Russian Crisis of 1877-1878. And for the British, it had global reach. The British were on the alert against the Russians around the world. They were the number one possible enemy, and they were showing, uh, their, the Russians were showing their strength in every sea and every part of the world. That's Barry Goff. He's a legend, an author, historian, professor emeritus in Victoria. A book he wrote 50 years ago about the Royal Navy in B.C. is a classic, something of an eye-opener, especially about 19th century history. The Anglo-Russian crisis touched the West Coast of North America 140 years ago. In the spring of 1877, there were reports of a squadron of Russian naval vessels in northern California. It caused a stir from the Golden State all the way to British Columbia. The Russians went all the way down to San Francisco. They had about uh, six or seven vessels down there of all sizes. And uh, American authorities there were quite quite interested in what they were doing. They were well aware that the, the Russians were on the lookout for what they might possibly do to destroy American commerce or Canadian or British commerce anywhere in the eastern Pacific. That squadron of Russian ships in San Francisco didn't destroy anything in California, Oregon, or Washington Territory. But on February 18, 1878, they did pull off something of a fast one at the naval base in British Columbia. In fact, there's one ship uh, called the Chrysler who comes right into Esquimalt Harbor um, uh, on a snooping expedition Although the commanding officer says, uh, I'm sorry, we need repairs here. But the admiral ashore can figure this one out pretty quickly, and he realizes that this is absolutely bogus. They've come in here uh, to Esquimalt Harbor to see what the hell's going on. Uh, and uh, what defenses the British have there, and, and uh, would it be easy to attack? So it was something of a spy mission. And though they didn't attack, the visit of the Chrysler was something of a wake-up call to speed up coastal defense efforts on Vancouver Island. Local politicians got federal funding to build batteries of big guns, not unlike what would come to American territory a few decades later at places like Fort Warden and Fort Casey. So meanwhile, the Anglo-Russian crisis ended in May of 1878 when the issues were settled at a diplomatic meeting called the Congress of Berlin. Now, beyond that brief Russian menace, Barry Goff's bigger thesis is that the Royal Navy base helped counter an existential threat that faced Victoria, it faced B.C., it just faced Canada's very West Coast presence. My... Uh, historical argument has been uh, that had we not had a Navy here, uh, somebody would have come and taken this territory. Uh, uh, So sea power and naval power is really important in defending uh, interests on shore. And Barry Goff says it wasn't the Russians who posed the biggest threat. Do you care to take a guess at who the biggest threat to B.C. was, Dave? Uh, No idea. 
Uh, you know, I was surprised. It actually goes, the honor goes to the United States. <laughs> um, I was a little surprised. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it didn't quite sound like a tragedy to me. Even towards the end of the 19th century, there were uh, persons in, in Congress like uh, Champ Clark who thought that um, the United States should uh, own all of Canada yeah. and uh, <laughs> have the Stars and Stripes fly, flying on the North Pole. So. This is, this is what happens in Congress from time to time. <laughs> no, come on. That, would, that wouldn't be so bad now, would it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, you know, what would be the difference? Well, so? the difference is we would have national health care now. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way. I think you're right, though. And but there's no record of anyone on the, the Canada side saying, American warship, you can go... You know, yeah, finish the finish the thought. No, I mean that that's that's one thing that I actually yeah. do recall being taught about American history that there were plenty of Americans who had their designs on Canada. Yeah, and it would be it wouldn't be nice to be able to drive all the way to Alaska without having to wait in line there at the border. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> who who actually drives to Alaska? <laughs> some some people do. Yeah. <laughs> so had it not been for that little base, then uh, BC could have been Russian. We'd huh? all be speaking Canadian right now, Dave. No, I've got that backwards. They'd be speaking America yes, in, right. in, in British Columbia. Yes, make sure we, we make it clear who would have won that one. Felix Bunnell brought to us by Lake Washington Windows and Doors. You can find all his features at MyNorthwest.com. Thank you, Felix. Thanks, Dave.